0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more.
1: Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch- that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: This is a bonus episode to the conversation we had previously, covering topics and five specific questions we didn't address in the last episode. Today, Alex talks about the one thing that keeps him from being a real New York actor, and we also get into the ins and outs of auditioning. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is The Final Five. All right, here we are at the final five. So, Alex, number one, if you could have any other job outside of the arts, what would that be?
1: Um, I, there is nothing. Um, I have, I have actually had, and this is not to like a cop out either. I have had so many career paths to that I've, you know, tested and gone on just to make sure that I would ever, and I'm talking about you know, uh, in medicine, I'm talking about, you know, uh, I was, I was a home mortgage consultant for a minute. I've been in retail and food service and hospitality and, uh, you know, real estate and all these other things and nothing fits the bill. And I, I don't even think I could be like, well, I'll just be a producer or I'll direct or something like that. Instead. It's like acting or nothing. Man. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no backup plan and Will Smith said it best don't have, Uh, A plan B because it distracts from plan A.
0: Was there a path that you went down the farthest before you had to come back and be like, no, 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 acting is it?
1: Uh, Maybe food service. I mean, I guess I could have or no, maybe like product demonstration, which was close because I was working. I worked for two different companies where I was traveling all over New England and pitching these Uh, different household products, you know, like, uh, kind of like the ShamWow guy or, you know, like, uh, mandolin slicers or like lifetime lint rollers, like all these cool household products that like worked and were like really cool. But like, I could have worked my way up to like management and had like a, you know, six figure salary and, and all that stuff and, and went there. But I was like, it's still not the same. And, and, um, especially while I was in the you know, commission aspect of it. I was like, if I have a string of bad weeks with sales, I just don't make money.
0: Which is like us actors, really, <laughs> right? I
1: was like, so too. Really unstable. Like you know, things that I'm trying to make happen at the same time doesn't really work. So, so maybe that I suppose. But I wholeheartedly have to stick by like it's it's acting or nothing. I'm like, I'll either make it or I'll die. Like whatever comes first.
0: So then number two, within that acting, what is a bucket list role or type of show that you want to do one day? So
1: while I'm in New York and like while it's still running, I feel like I have to make it onto SVU.
0: Yeah, you're not a, you're not a real New York actor until you've been Law & Order. That's the rule. That's, that's what they say.
1: And like, that's so hurtful because I'm like, I've been here for years, man, and I just can't get on this damn show. Um, yeah, I need to meet Mariska and I need to let her know that like, Oof, I've watched yeah. every... You know, marathon where it's like, and they're getting a little, they're getting, they're reaching for these marathons. You're like, guess what season it is based on Mariska's haircut, uh, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, she's got the bob cut, that's probably season two. She's got the long hair, I could, and it looks a little grainy or whatever. I was like, definitely season one, season, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, so SVU is like a big one uh, for me for sure. And then dream like role or project. I would love like something that's just like messy, complicated, like very difficult. Like I, I, like I request like six months to prepare for, so I can get like my mind, body, and like spirit like in total sync with this character uh, beforehand. And so like a uh, like a Breaking Bad kind of a role, or you know something that's. Uh, you know you know some sort of scorsese movie or like uh, tarantino or you know a chris nolan movie even where it's like epic and just like insane you know i think like what he did with the batman trilogy like the dark knight trilogy right. was uh, insane it's like the they're like the only good dc movies you know like of recent <laughs> history i mean he right. turned batman into something that feels like it's plausible you know with right insane actors like you know title i mean christian bale come on you know and and uh and heath ledger heath ledger you know you got tom hardy you got morgan freeman you know the list goes on and on for like impeccable uh actors that are involved in that that really turn this world into uh something quite incredible so i think what he does with movies memento interstellar insomnia with uh uh, Pacino, who's one of my favorite actors oh, yeah. and, uh, and Robin Williams, another one of my favorite actors. It's like, <laughs> you know, uh, that guy, every movie he's made, I'm like, bravo, sir. Bravo.
0: <laughs> well, you brought up a couple of names where well, that leads us to number three, which is who is it that you look up to as a mentor or maybe someone that inspires you in your own craft?
1: Yeah, I, I got a list. Chris Nolan is like a filmmaker for sure. Uh, and I mean, I'll, I'll narrow it down to some, the most most specific because I could go on for like 10 minutes. But um, Issa Rae as a show creator um, and an actor. Um, Insecure is like such a great show. And I'm just like, damn, girl, like you did it. Um, it's so good. And um, Jim Carrey was my original inspiration And so I, you know, you see a lot of that in my work and I can quote you like every Jim Carrey movie, probably from start to finish. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love not only to work with him, but to just meet him and have like a conversation, like, especially where he's at right now, like with himself and the universe. I just finished his book, memoirs and misinformation, which is just like a wild book, which you can get for free on audible for anybody who wants to check it out, but doesn't want to spend the money. Um, Will Smith. Is someone who is like remained like a global blockbuster like celebrity, and then like came onto Instagram and is like crushed it, and you know he hasn't made like a, a deep deep like movie in a minute. It's been like a lot of like fun stuff, but I'm like waiting for the next like Pursuit of Happiness or Seven Pounds or something like that. Him, Al Pacino, is like another one of my like that dude in The Craft is like. I I'm like mesmerized when I watch him perform. Like he's somebody who's like, all right, I know all the rules and then I'm just going to like dance around it and just like have some fun with it and like make crazy choices or whatever. And like, if you don't like it too bad. Uh, but he's made like hit after, I mean, like his movies are like everything he's done is a cult classic.
0: So number four, what is a, a lesson or a trait that took you a while to learn or maybe one that you're still working on today?
1: Uh, To allow myself to make the interesting choice, Uh, which really means like, you know, you have an idea of how you want to perform something or there's something that would be really fun or really interesting, but we're always like, no, is it going to be too much for the camera or am I going to be overacting or is it going to be like some weird thing that like they're not going to like or whatever? Screw that all. You know, if they don't like it or whatever, they'll give you the no. Or whatever it is and especially for auditions, that's when like the most fear mm-hmm. kinda comes up. Like for me, I have the most fear in auditions and then when I book the job, that's when I'm like, All right, here we go. Like I'm just, you know, gloves are off and I'm gonna really allow myself to like go there, but for auditions, it's so hard because I'm like, all right. Do the thing you know you want to do the thing you know that's going to be super fun if they want to see it a different way or they want you to take it down a notch or whatever the case is like that's fine but just go in there and have fun and do the thing and i've caught myself like not doing it out of fear and leaving the room and being like damn it like why didn't i just do the thing like fear is so paralyzing um, so yeah making the interesting choice and, and not letting anything or anybody strip you of that freedom to just go for it.
0: Yeah. I I've done that so many times on audition where, you know, you're, you're in the room, the waiting room, right before you go in, you're going through it and you, you got that choice and, Oh, okay, this is the line you're going to, you're going to hit that line. You're going to, you know, and, and you've got your beats measured out and then you get in there and then you're, you're going through. And then all of a sudden, like for me, I I have this certain way of standing, this certain way of my like my my default kind of goes into an autopilot, and then I'm just doing the normal, and I'm like wait wait, wait oh I meant it, and and then I'm like in my head thinking oh I missed that moment wait get back and, and you know and then it's gone I'm like what am I doing what has happened.
1: And especially now that we're kind of out of practice with there not being a ton of auditions happening and stuff. It's like um, I am mm-hmm. ru- like uh, not looking forward to like I am an, and I'm not looking forward to auditioning again because it's like, all right, I got to dust off these cobwebs and uh, figure out how I'm going <laughs> to like get on there. But, you know, I'm, I'm assuming because a lot more of these are going to be self-tapes than in person. Um, I actually really like a self-tape. Because I can just keep doing it and doing it and not necessarily having as much fear because I'm like, you know what, I know I didn't do the thing. Let's just do one more take so I can just
0: do it. I I will say that the the act of that of being able to take it as many times as you need to, to to get that right, that right take is is a great thing about self tapes but the whole process of taping making sure you got the sound and the lighting and and then make sure that you framed yourself perfectly and and then you know it, it should the side be in the scene, out of the scene, where, where my angle, how, how far can I move? You know, you have to think about all these technical things when all you want to do, I I just want to say these four lines. That's all <laughs> I want to do. But instead, but instead, I have to be director, uh, cinematographer, sound, lighting, grip. I have to do, yeah. you know, it's like it's, a production. It's a gift
1: and a curse for sure. Um, you know, and I, to some degree, I do prefer an in-person because I do, a, I think, a really good job with the one-on-one you know just like that personal connection with another person so kind of working the room in that way and and getting that vibe as long as they're not like totally kind of closed off like that rude casting director that won't give you anything um you know as long as they're not that person i can be very like here we go and it's like you know can i take that one more time you know and i'm doing better with it like at, at this point in my career i i'm definitely getting better with being comfortable and owning the room and making those choices but it's always a practice and for anybody who knows acting or the craft auditioning is its own sort of beast that exists outside of acting when you're actually on the stage Mm. or in front of the camera in rehearsal or whatever it is very much a different thing.
0: So then number five, that gets us to best advice. What, What, what's the best advice that you've received or that's meant the most to you?
1: Best advice is, uh, a couple things um from will smith just to repeat that don't have a plan b because it distracts from plan a um i just have always loved that quote since i started going for this professionally um also you gotta love the craft more than you hate the industry
0: Hmm. I've not heard that. Do you know who said Uh, that?
1: I don't know that somebody gave it to me, but it's something that I thought of recently. And so it could be something (laughs) that I just took from somewhere and I don't remember who said it or whatever. Or I could have just brilliantly come up with that. Let's just go with that for now. That I...
0: Yeah, Let's yeah, go with that. I, yeah, I, yeah, the best advice I ever heard was Alex Pyers. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: the best advice is uh, for myself actually. Uh, I, I tell myself this all the time. No, but it's something that I have been thinking about a lot of. It's this has been a very introspective time, and you're thinking about a lot of things, and a lot of epiphanies have come up, and and I've had this conversation where you know I've been you know talking to people and saying that you got to love the craft and like the beauty of like making a character and coming up with a story and all this stuff more than you hate the, the nepotism and the networking and the like me, 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 and all the ugliness that exists within the industry, because that's what's like not fun, and that's what people hate is like the bad people to work with and the auditioning process and all that stuff. Like, all that sucks, but it's like once you get to a certain level, right, you get to kind of bypass a lot of that Michigas and just, just do more of the fun stuff. And it's kind of more like you know, fielding offers, or if you've gone the route of creating your own stuff, you know, you get to a point where there, there isn't as much compromise, right? It's your thing. Um, So that's really nice. And then I'd say the final thing is from my instructor that I was in like an advanced, you know, acting technique with for like two years. His name is Anthony Apes and he's in in the city and um, I highly recommend him for any other actors. He's the cheapest option like that's out there and also like the last guru of acting. I mean, this dude has worked personally, personally with Stella Adler, Lee Strasberg, Harold Clerman, Jerzy Grotowski, Mm. Peter Brook, you know, just like these pillars in, you know, the the community when when the craft of acting was really being developed. And so he's like 73, 74 at this point. Um, And he taught me so much about craft. Like, I feel like I knew nothing, you know, it's like BA before Anthony. Um, And now after him, he really taught me that I have the universe inside me. And I'm more than whatever the industry wants to like label me as my type. You know, I can play anything and everything. And there's, there's no such thing as this, like, you know, this is who you are. So that's what you play. And the industry is kind of, at least before this, like COVID shutdown is kind of in this realm where they're wanting you to kind of play self, you know, they're like, just be you, yeah. be you, be naturally like, hi, it's you in the situation. It's like, I probably became an actor to not be me,
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. To do anything else, but right? myself. I'm
1: trying to step in the shoes and the wardrobe. And that's very much a thing for me is like, when I get into the outfit, anytime I've gotten into some like mm-hmm. really interesting costume piece or like whatever, that, it's like a magical cloak or something, like something really beautiful and like inexplicable kind of happens where you, you're able to get more into it. You know, I forget who it was. It says it starts with the shoes might've been uh, 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 Stanislavski or something who said that, but, um, but yeah, that I have the universe inside me and that I'm able to play all these things. And while I was there, I played a lot of different characters and I took a lot of chances and did a lot of things that were scary that I wasn't sure if I could pull off in front of my colleagues who are also booking really cool things and are also very talented and have a keen eye and would able to be like, nah, not buying it. And, um, I was able to, you know, accomplish a lot and impress myself with listening to that and being in that beautiful community. So uh, all that advice has really kind of made me who I am. And I really can't wait to continue to dive into more projects and collaborate with other doers that are out there. So if you're listening to this and you're a filmmaker or, you know, in the theater world or something like that, I want to work with you. I'm a, I'm a doer as well. And like, let's put our minds together and like make this thing happen because we have beautiful stories that need to be told. Um, especially my, my, brothers and sisters of color, my ethnically ambiguous and marginalized people that are out there. Like, you got to you want to make this happen? Like, I will make this happen with you. Like, if we got a good story, we got legs, let's do it. Because uh, who else is gonna, you know, so like, let's do it.